Winter is here in the Chippewa Valley, which means it's even more important to make sure you have a good vehicle to hit the winter roads of Wisconsin. Need that vehicle for this winter season? Look no further than Toyson Ford in Chippewa Falls. Whether it's a car, truck, or SUV from their new or used inventory, Toyson Ford has the vehicle you're looking for. Making sure you have a good, proper working vehicle is incredibly important this winter season, and Toyson Ford knows that. Just give them a visit today at 1000 Chippewa Crossing Boulevard and visit ToysonFord.com. It's that time of year where we may be stuck indoors for a bit, so you need to make sure your pantries, fridge, and freezers are fully stocked. How do you do that while also saving some money? Easy. Just shop at Hy-Vee in Eau Claire. Whether it's stocking the pantry with soups or dried goods, or loading up the deep freezer with pizzas and frozen foods, Hy-Vee has the best selection to help keep you stocked during the winter months. And with their Hy-Vee perks, you'll save money at the register and the gas pump. Stock up on your favorite grocery items and save money with Hy-Vee in Eau Claire. What's up, everybody? Welcome to this episode of the Man Cave Podcast, brought to you by our awesome friends from Hy-Vee and Toyson Ford. Dan Casper here with you, as always, for every episode of the podcast. Don't forget to be a follower and subscriber for free wherever you listen to your podcast. Just click on that uh, follow or subscribe button over there so you never miss an episode of the podcast. A little reflection Monday on this uh, on this episode of the podcast. Packers falling to the San Francisco 49ers in the divisional round for about 55-ish minutes. Maybe it looked like uh, the Packers. I shouldn't say for a whole 55. 55 minutes, the Packers out playing the 49ers. And, uh, well, entering the fourth quarter, a few minutes left in the fourth quarter, maybe looking like. The Packers would go to the NFC Championship game and shock the world again after beating the Cowboys in their house. Could they do it again against the 49ers, the one seed in their house? And it looked like that they were going to, but 49ers scoring a touchdown with just about a minute left, a little over a minute left, and holding on to, to win. Now, I'll admit, this uh, this game stung, and it took me a little bit. I couldn't. I didn't want to return messages. I didn't want to return texts or anything like that. I didn't want to talk to anybody about after this game right away. I needed some downtime. And if you'd have told me I would be kind of in that mood or in that uh, frame of mind, you know, maybe in October and such, I would have taken it. And I still would take it. And, you know, thinking back and and kind of doing a little self-reflection, not only on just that game, but for, for this season here, you know, the game, like I said, it stunk. It stunk. It it hurt. Uh, you know, you don't get a lot of opportunities for a chance to get to the championship game, for a chance to get to the Super Bowl. You don't get them. They're 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 few, unless you're the Patriots or the Chiefs. It seems like, but for the most part, you don't. But I also feel like, you know, so it so it stings in that part because they're so close to happening. But I also feel like it's a good sting because what happened with Green Bay this year. It's something that a lot of us, if not all, expected to happen, right? And, you know, maybe some of us expected to go in the postseason. I actually picked Green Bay to go to the postseason, but really it might have been more of a homer pick at that. And and even when they got there, I'm like, okay, they're probably going to get waxed in the first round. No, they, they weren't. So, and, and, and the other reason, too, why it just it stings so much is that it was – Green Bay was playing so good at the end of the season – and they were so fun to watch at the end of the season. The fact that it's just now over with is is 
also a reason or part of the reason why it, it stinks so much. And there's going to be a lot of what-ifs talking about this game. What if they could have done this? What if they would have made that kick? What if they did this? But when I look at this season, a season that was a roller coaster ride throughout, highs and lows, right? It was a, Overall, it was a damn fun season. Easily one of my favorites. And maybe at, not at that time, you know, in October when it was pretty bad and it was like, what the hell is the offense doing? What's going on here with LaFleur? Why is Jordan Love throwing in picks in the end zone to, to Christian Watson and, and such? Looking back at it now, you could tell there was growth and learning from that. Coaching, play calling, players, quarterbacks, receivers, they grew from that. They learned from that. They got better from that. So when I look at this season and I, and I kind of reflect on it, there were so many questions that were answered. And and maybe even more questions that we were hoping to get answered were answered from this season. Jordan is the quarterback. LaFleur got better as a coach and a play caller. Goody knew what the hell he was doing with a lot of his draft picks. And those young receivers and tight ends, damn, they look good. So I said this on the morning show, and I posted it up on my Twitter account. I don't think I've ever seen another season, another year, that a Packers season, when fans are looking back at it, I can't remember another time where so many Packers fans are looking back positively on a season that ended without a Super Bowl win. A lot of the other years, there was anger. There was frustration. People were mad, whether it was losing to the 49ers in a division round because of a blocked punt. Last year, losing to the Lions in a win-and-get-in situation in Lambeau. Losing to the Tampa Bay Buccaneers in the NFC Championship game. Losing to the 49ers in the NFC Championship game with Jimmy Garoppolo throwing like 10 passes. Days after that, fans were angry. They were upset. They were pissed. Not this year. I mean, we're disappointed. We're saddened. We're down for, from the game because we were so close, right? We were so close to shocking the world again. But after some time and some reflection, fans get it. There's a lot to be excited about this team, not only for the next year, but for years to come. So they get that perspective, and I love it. And I love seeing so many fans right now excited about this team and, and what's to come. And and the other part of this too that that I think is what what's exciting is that this wasn't a I don't know if you can really factor this in as a rebuild or you can term this as a rebuild. Because is a rebuild year supposed to involve a playoff spot and a few plays away from going to the NFC championship game? I don't know. I don't think you can. When we go when we look at this year, when we look at this season, we want to know if Jordan was a guy, Green Bay wanted to know that. Fans wanted to know that. It was like, okay, we're going to give you know a lot of our young guys a chance to you kind know, of get some experience and, and learn from that, and you know really maybe push it for 2025 or, or something like that. No, not not anymore. That timeline's moved up because the expectation for the upcoming season is going to be greater. 
They got this far. They've showed this promise. The expectation is going to be greater. Packers aren't going to catch anybody by surprise. And the Packers' expectation is now going to be fully expected to be contenders as soon as this next year. So things that kind of stand out to me from, from this season. Jordan Love is number one. Okay, Top 10 in passing yards without having a 1,000-yard receiver. Top two in passing touchdowns. He finally had a receiver, by the way, that go over 100 yards. You know, Minnesota and, and Chicago, the last two regular season games, now coming into po- not counting the postseason. But Jordan Love's growth and how he looked this season. Yes, he had some down moments. Yes, he looked a little off in the beginning. But I don't think there's any questions about whether he's going to be the starter next year and, and for the foreseeable future. The guy's got talent. The guy played incredibly well. I believe exceeded everybody's expectations. And if he didn't exceed yours, and you're like, oh, no, you hit my marks. You're just kidding yourself. You're just you're just lying. Okay? You're lying. So when I look back at, at the things that stand out to me from the season, Jordan Love is number one. That answered that question. I believe LaFleur got better this year, too. I mentioned this last week, and I firmly believe it. When LaFleur was hired, very inexperienced. One year as an offensive coordinator with the Rams, didn't call plays. Then he goes to the Titans, one-year play calling, gets hired to be the head coach of the Packers. I think it was a good connection for him to be paired with a, with a quarterback like Aaron Rodgers, somebody he can lean on a little bit more. But after a couple of years with Rodgers, not only was Jordan Love ready to take the reins and be the starter, Matt LaFleur was ready to really like take full control of the offense and have it be his offense. He'll he'll say that's wrong and he'll downplay that, but that's the truth. And Matt LaFleur got better as a play caller this year. After that Pittsburgh game where they said, screw it, let it rip, and there was a growing period. Yes, you can have training camp, you can have preseason to work with your guys and try to figure out what works in that, but real games, games that matter when you got a scheme not only yourself for play calling, but against defensive opponents and such. It's different than training, preparing for training camp, practicing in training camp, practicing in preseason, preparing for preseason games. Regular season is a completely different animal. So there was a growth that LaFleur had to go with his offense to, finding what worked, finding guys that would play well, getting everybody on the same page and putting players in a position to succeed. And when that happened, when it clicked, when the light came on, boy, was it awesome to see. It felt like Lafleur. a lot of these games towards the end, was like a step ahead of opposing defensive coordinators. This was the offense, is the offense that a lot of Packer fans wanted to see, have wanted to see for the last couple of years. We got it. We got it. Okay? So the growth of Lafleur. And this offense is what is another thing that stands out to me. And to feed off that too, I think fans need to give a huge shout out to the position coaches for this Packers team. Jason Vrabel, the wide receivers coach. His veterans were Christian Watson and Romeo Dobbs. He that was his group. And then it was rookies. Then it was rookies. Same thing for uh, for for the tight ends. You had Josiah DeGuara as your as your veteran, and he's kind of an H back, you know, type of role. 
But then you go in and grab Musgrave and Kraft, and you have you bring in Sims before the before the season starts. Not a lot of experience in there. So John Dunn, they're tight. They're the tight ends coach. Lucas Buckus. Dave Bakhtiari goes out after the first game. You've got kind of a revolving door left tackle. You finally get Walker over there. Zach Tom took a step this year. The offensive line play. And then Tom Clements with Jordan Love deserves a ton of credit for what he's doing with Jordan Love. But then it's like, hey, you don't have a veteran to kind of help mentor him either. We're going to give you a rookie. These offensive position coaches, these offensive assistant coaches, Vrabel, Dunn, etc., deserve a ton of credit. Because front office, Goody said, here, here you go. We're not giving you any veterans. We're giving you clay. You got to mold it. We're not giving you a lot to work with. We're giving you some raw stuff. Make something spectacular out of it. Make something work. Not just work, but work at a high level. Those position coaches did exactly that. They deserve a lot of credit. They deserve a lot of credit. Aaron Jones also, man, my favorite Packer, one of my favorite Packers of all time. I will flatly admit, at the beginning of the year, I thought this was his final year. Contract-wise, factoring the age, Jones, a couple weeks ago, a few weeks ago, said, I think I've just hit my prime. And, you know, it's like, aha, yeah, funny age contract, just saying that to kind of, you know, maybe try to boost your stock a little bit. Uh, the dude ran for, what, five games in a row of over 100 yards, did it against the number one run defense in the regular season, the Bears, did it against a really, uh, did it against a good defense in Dallas, and did it to, uh, against a really good one against San Francisco. That guy's got plenty of left in the tank. And I think he is the perfect veteran for this offense. He is a guy that buys in. He is the team leader. He is a guy that leads by example. He is there at every practice in the offseason, mini camps, OTAs, doesn't matter. He is there. That is a guy I want on my team for his entire career. Lead by example. He has the respect of those youngsters. Go back to that Cowboys game with the audio clips and you have Jaden Reed saying, you know, you're a guy that I look up to, I want to block for, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. He has the respect of the young guys on that offense he is the straw that stirs that drink he will be back he better be back but i am confident saying no he will be back next year the offense got better when aaron jones also got healthier and back in the fray and i think a benefit for this offense to why it was so cohesive why they gelled they're all similar age Jordan Love's going to be growing up with these young receivers and tight ends. They're similar. They're similar in age. There's not an age gap. Personalities seem to be the same. They're gelling together. They're building something together. You know, these young guys aren't coming into a situation where you've got a well-established quarterback and you kind of have to do things by the book and got to earn that trust. And, yes, I'm kind of calling out Rodgers a little bit there. No. You're not really tiptoeing. These young guys aren't really tiptoeing or walking on eggshells in the locker room. They're growing and learning with their quarterback, which is incredibly beneficial for for this team. 
there's a lot of things we can we can take to look at this this season. A lot of highs, a lot of lows, a lot of positives, right? There's so much. This was just a fun season. It far exceeded my expectations. It far exceeded a lot of expectations. I'm excited for the offseason. I do wonder, does it change the plans a little bit for the offseason? Like, hey, shoot. You know, we were that close. Do we move up that timeline a little bit more? Do they become a little bit more aggressive in free agency? Do they add a little bit more than what they maybe originally thought? Remains to be seen. They got a lot of draft capital. They got quite a few picks in the top 100 thanks to the Rasul Douglas trade. They get this Jets second rounder as well, plus their own picks. They'll be able to add to it. And going back to that whole rebuild thing where I don't think you'd call it rebuild, shout out to one of our listeners on the morning show. Love the word. I think it was uh, his name, Smuck. Reaffirm. Packers reaffirmed themselves as a contending team again for the future. Think about this. I'm, I'm in nearly my 40 years on this earth. From what I can remember, I've never gone through a long rebuild. A couple of years here and there. But I've never gone through that. And I know there's a lot of fans that wear it as a badge of honor. You never went through the 70s and the most part of the 80s. You're right, I didn't. I was too young in the later part of the 80s to remember. But I didn't go through the 70s. You're right. And I'm glad. And I don't want to. You can wear it as a badge of honor. That's fine. You went through it. You know, had to be tough. I don't want to. And I hope I never have to. Odds are I probably will at some point. But right now I haven't. And it looks like I won't for for a while now. Would you like a few more Super Bowls out of that run? Absolutely. Who wouldn't? But it sure looks like we're not going through a rebuild. What an amazing job by the coaching staff, the front office. Goody's picks were awesome. But the players. And I think, you know, for all the talk, too, about, you know, in this postseason, hey, this team's young, inexperienced. They don't know what's going on. They don't know any better. They're playing loose. They are, you know, they don't have any pressure on them. It's always on the Cowboys. It's on the 49ers. You're right. But now these guys got a taste of it. They got a taste, a little taste of a little success. These young guys. Young guys got a little taste of success. I think that's going to motivate them this offseason. I think that's going to drive them this offseason. I think you mix that in with a veteran like an Aaron Jones who maybe has a couple more years, and he's had a few bites of that tasty apple, and he wants to get over that hump and get to a Super Bowl and win a championship. You mix that in there, you got a dangerous recipe. Dangerous in terms of being good for, for the Packers, dangerous for the rest of the league. Now, I know a lot of questions are going to be about Joe Barry, Anders Carlson. I feel like Anders is going to be with the team next year. Maybe you bring in some veteran competition for him. Joe Barry, you know, defense played well. Was it enough to save his job? I still feel like sides will just mutually decide to go away. Joe Barry's contract's up. It's that easy transition. We'll talk more about potential candidates because I've got a few in my head and such. And, you know, in later episodes this week, we're going to kind of do some exit interviews. You know, kind of look at position groups, what went right, what didn't go right, grade them, outlooks, all that sort of stuff. So we'll have plenty of time for, for that. But on this Reflection Monday or whatever day you're listening to this, because we're recording it on our Monday, 
when you see when you look back at this Packers season, it's a season that was full of again highs and lows, frustrating points, really good points, what the hells and oh my gods. I just keep going back to this. It was fun. It was memorable. I got caught up in the emotions of it again in those postseason games. I remember before the Dallas game started, I was like, I'm not going to get emotionally involved because I don't want to get emotionally involved and just be down that they didn't win. That went out after the first drive. That went out after the first drive. I got involved. Got way into it. Got into it. Same thing with San Francisco. Got into it. Believed. And I think that's a big key with this young team, too. They believe. They believe that they can be one of the best teams in this league. Belief is a powerful thing. And they got a taste of that. You're a Packers fan. Future looks good. It looks really good, and you got to feel really good, and you got to feel confident in the direction of this team. Expectations are going to be greater now, though. No low bars. Going to be high bars. And that's fine. Embrace it. Welcome it. It's all about winning championships anyways. This was a hell of a season. It was a great learning season. It was a great growth season that exceeded all expectations. And I can't wait to see what this team does in the offseason. I can't wait to see what they do in the draft. And I can't wait to see what this team does come next season. Sky is the limit. So victory scotch it up. All right, just kind of a little bit of a quick episode to to recap the the season here. Just to kind of get it off my chest some some thoughts here on this Packers end of season. Uh, I had a lot of people sending me messages and texts, so I apologize if I didn't get back to everybody. But I needed a little bit to to kind of reflect and let the emotions subside a little bit. And after thinking about it, and after looking back at it, how can you just not be proud of this team and excited about this team? That's going to do it, though, on this episode of the podcast. Hey, if you don't mind, if you could give us a five-star rating and a positive review wherever you listen to your podcast, that would be fantastic. I would love you guys and gals if you could do that. So do that so others can find the podcast. We'll have more breaking down position groups, players, coaching staff throughout the coming days here. Keep you posted on you know any moves in terms of coaching, assistant coaches, and that sort of stuff. But until next time, I'm Dan Casper. Big thanks for joining me and listening to this episode of the Man Cave Podcast brought to you by Hy-Vee and Toys and Ford.